this podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Dylan. Uh, Stardom decided to screw us over this week by cancelling all of their August events, so everything we previewed last week did not happen, and everything we were set to review this week did not happen. Um, I mean, I was disappointed that the shows got cancelled, but I understand that's just the situation in the world right now. Two people on the roster testing positive for coronavirus is obviously a very big deal, and I'm glad that they did take it seriously and cancel the shows. Um, they have rescheduled the GP matches, most of them for early September. There's a few like really stacked shows now in early September, so we can look forward to those. And uh, yeah, we are still yeah, they, a weekly podcast. They all, they all come back um, a week from Saturday, I believe, September 5th. So that's when they're scheduled to return. Sorry for interrupting. No problem. A week um, from yeah, Saturday. So- if all goes well, September 5th will be the return date for stardom. Uh, in an attempt to continue to be a weekly podcast, uh, me and Dylan are going to do our Joshi half-year, not quite half-year, but still kind of half-year award nominations for various different categories. Just I, We think it'll be fun. Um, Dylan, his are going to be more stardom-based choices. Um, whereas I have gone complete Joshi nerd, um, which is pretty fun. It'll be a cool dynamic. Um, I suppose let's just get into it, really. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Uh, so the first category, we might as well kick it off strong, is Wrestler of the Year. So we are going to give our top three here. And my number three is Takumi Aroha. Um, normally, Takumi would always be my number one at everything. She's my favorite wrestler going right now. She's one of my favorite ever. Oh, somebody's not happy with Takumi as being my choice. Yeah, oh, damn. They, they don't. They don't like. They don't like Takumi at all. Damn, I don't. I I don't like Go your on. dogs. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Takumi. She's usually, you know, she'd usually be my number one every year. But I feel like I've only seen her like a handful of times this year. I checked cage match the other day and they only have like 18 matches for her. And a lot of those I probably haven't seen because Marvelous lately have done pay-per-view only shows, which you can only see in Japan. And those are the shows that just haven't aired. So I'd feel a bit shitty if I were to just put her number one through bias when there's, you know, incredible wrestlers who've had really great years. Um, so yeah, she's number three based on the strength of kind of her January through to March. But she, I can't justify putting her any higher. Uh, Dylan, what's your number three? Okay, um, my number th- three isn't affected by this, but let me just say that I am one hundred percent biased, and my bias does not give a fuck. <laughs> um, that'll sure. be useful throughout this entire entire episode. My bias does not give a fuck. Uh, but my number three is Julia because um, I have to give the devil her due. I think that she's been doing really well. Um. You can't you can't deny her importance and how she's affected stardom in the positive and the negative, but the amount of impact she's had can't go unrecognized. I think that maybe her like none of her matches necessarily have been like A plus that have been like, Oh my god, this is match of the year or anything. But I think that from her her body of work and like what she's doing and, you know, big big Part goes into her push, just quite frankly. But I think that she's been, she hasn't been failing. She's maybe been like a little bit under, you know, underperforming, but she has not been failing in the position she's in. And I respect that. And that's why she's number, my number three, to be honest. It really hurt me to put her there. I'm going to, I don't like, but you know. 
Yeah, I can't uh, I can't argue with her actually in a, in a top three. Like as you said, she has a pretty impressive body of work. Like between Donna Del Mondo multi person tags and a few killer singles matches, she's definitely had a good year. So I mean, I definitely applaud that choice as the number one Julia Stan. TM, that's my trademark. Nobody steal it. Um, You're the worst. <laughs> Um, I'm going to... My dogs don't like you either. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to give my my number two pick here um, is Chihiro Hashimoto of Sendai Girls. I feel like a lot of people don't really... Yeah, like she always... She never really gets talked about by Joshi fans, probably because she's like always pushed. But she's like so good. Like Every time she's in... Like a big main event in Sendai Girls, even if it's like the tag matches, she's always like really good. She hits hard, she hits fast. She's uh she's incredible. Oh Dylan, Dylan's left me his he he doesn't like big hash. Oh he's back, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were like, nah, fuck this big hash shit. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm a dash stand, dash for champion, I'm yeah. leaving. But um, um go ahead. No, I was I was kind of finished anyway. Oh, okay. I I was gonna say I feel like um Sendai Girls in general doesn't really get a lot of love um from the Joshi community because it's sort of I mean like you know obviously we're not from Japan but it's sort of like funny that they are you know based in Sendai which is like just far enough out of view of like you know Yokohama Japan or Yokohama Tokyo you know um and then Osaka but they're in Sendai. And it's sort of the same way with how we perceive them as a wrestling company is that they're just sort of like, oh, yeah, they're over there. Like, no, like, it's not very, like, regularly, like, watched by Westerners, I've noticed. But I think that everything I've watched from them is pretty good for the most part. Um, I don't watch them regularly, like I said, but I do enjoy a good, a good hash match. Ah, can't talk. Yeah, no, big, big hash goes hard. And uh, she definitely doesn't get the respect she deserves, which I guess is fair, because, I mean, you have Mika Iwata there. I know she's been injured for the last while, but, you know, you have her there that you could push. You have Dash that you could push. So I do kind of get that people probably do get a bit annoyed at Hashimoto always having the belt. But, I, I mean, she delivers, so I can't really blame Miko for going with her. Um, Yeah, with that, uh, Dylan, what's your number two? Okay, um... Yeah, it can't not be Kagetsu. I'm gonna be honest. Like it's it's it sucks because it's like she was the, she's been she wrestled for two months out of the year. But I justified it because everybody's only been wrestling for three months out of the year. So it's but I feel like every match Kagetsu had on her retirement road was enjoyable to amazing. Like she did not miss on her retirement road. I think that she is still my favorite wrestler of all time like it's just like it's never going to change for me so obviously that's biased but i just think that she was consistently good um as we'll see later she had two places in my match of the year um rankings and you know she was just all over this fucking this list i think that she's she did amazing in the time that she had i'm really sad that she's gone um and yeah that's it's hard to argue against her plus i just got a lot of clout because of my love for Kagetsu and my knowledge of Kagetsu, so that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Kigetsu oh, yeah, knows. I saw that. Video essay Dylan, huh? Get moving up yeah. in the world. Yeah. Big shout out. Big shout out. Super eye patch. But yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, again, it's definitely biased, but I feel like Kagetsu, any year that she's on her game, she's going to be my number one. So this year, she being number two is sort of shocking that she didn't outrank the number one pick because she's just she's she's to me like one of the greatest of all time. She's my personal favorite of all time. It's impossible not to put her up here. That's fair. And I actually like I kind of get what you mean. Like she only wrestled until mid-February, but she did pack in so many great matches like you have the Tam match, which wasn't great, but it was pretty good. You had the tag match with J.K. Green. Probably miss. I probably mispronounced that, but J.K. Green. Uh, you had the no, Miyuki Takase match, the Mace Ruga match, and then her retirement match, which I'll talk more about later. 
Um, she definitely did just have like a really great year for somebody who only wrestled for two months. So I, I generally just can't blame you for putting her there, honestly. It's she's 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 the fucking she's the man. And it's just there's no discussion. She is, yeah. She's I mean, I don't think you can call her that because Becky Lynch might like slap the head off you, but who knows? Um Man, you got heat with a Becky stand. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> do I? I saw that tweet about oh, you were saying like Chigusa Nagayo. You were like, yeah, I don't know about that. And then they're like, well, I think. And it's like, oh boy. I know. That was that was pretty innocent. I was just like, I have a cool picture of Nagayo with both belts. I'm going to reply with that. And I got like five likes. So, I mean, I got that clout. So it worked. Um, but I really have no strong opinions on the matter. Like, I like Becky. Obviously, I'm Irish. I'm very biased. Uh, I like her. But yeah, I mean that was just that was pretty innocent fun. I just like posting cool pictures of Joshi, to be honest. Anyway, That's fair. away from away from my bad Twitter page, uh, my number one wrestler of the year is Arisa Nakajima um, of Seedling. She spent most of the year as Beyond the Sea champion over there, which is their top title, and she just had an incredible run. Like she had a match with uh, with Asuka slash Veni, that was really great. That's one of my matches of the year. She had, when she dropped the belt to Yoshiko, that was a really good match too. She's been involved in some killer tag matches. She's just had like a really high-end year. In a year that Seedling needed her to step up because Nanai Takahashi, uh, she's missing the whole year, I believe, due to foot surgery. So they really did need Akajima to step up. And she stepped up in a big way as champion to produce a lot of really good matches. So for that, so far... She is my wrestler of the year. Uh Dylan, how about you? Um, I'm a I'ma take a I'ma take a page out of Tokyo Sports Book and say, fuck all that shit. Mayu's the best. Because yeah, Mayu's my number one. Um again, I feel like she's been very consistent. Um obviously she's the ace, so she sort of has to be consistent, but I feel like I feel like her in the ace of spot, and I've talked about this before, is perfect because I feel like she's just she she doesn't do bad matches you know every every promo of hers is funny every match of hers is good every you know like she doesn't miss and i think that that starlight kid match last week is a perfect example of like even when it's like just sort of like a nothing match it's still one of the best matches if that makes sense i feel like mayu has hasn't missed all year she started with a match against Momo. She started in the Tokyo Dome, actually, which was a pretty big deal. You know, started in Tokyo Dome, had a match against Momo, had a match against Takumi, um, was supposed to have a match against Suri, had a match against Saki, which was amazing. Um, she's just been on fire all year. And I feel like since we've gotten back, she hasn't been in the spotlight because they have to damage control for Julia. They have to, you know, like, um, fastly shoot her up into the sky so Mayu's just sort of been there but I feel like even so she has continued to demonstrate her amazingness so yeah um shout out Tokyo Sports please give me a job <laughs> um you know what Mayu's a great choice and I think maybe by the year end depending on how long she keeps the belt she will be up there in my wrestler of the year conversation but I think just because she had that big gap where Stardom wasn't running. That's probably just taking her out of contention for me. But I definitely understand why you'd choose her. Like, she has had a number of really good matches this year. Um, She was involved in one of those Kagetsu tag matches towards the end of her Stardom run. She had the Momo match, as you said, the Takumi match, and the Julia match there to kick off the GP. So I definitely I can understand picking her, and maybe towards the actual year-end, who would have her higher up in the conversation. So, yeah, I respect it as your number one choice, to be honest. Um, So that's our Wrestlers of the Year. We're going to move on to the very fun Match of the Year category now. Um, Dylan, do you want to kick us off with your number three? Uh, I actually have an honorable mention that I just wanted to talk about really quickly. Um, Mayu versus Saki Kashima. Um, not the greatest match of the year, obviously, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I actually watched it back the other day, and I was like, this is gold. Um, a big part of it 
and this is me talking directly to the road, um, please give Stardom the nice New Japan cameras because that made that match so much better. Like the high, the high definition, the you know the dynamic um, crowd cuts. Well, not crowd cuts. There's no crowd. The dynamic um, camera cuts. It was so good and it was so well produced that like the match was already enjoyable and fun and great, but the camera cuts and the you know the way it was it was shot plus Liger on commentary just made it literally so enjoyable to go back and watch, which isn't always the case with matches for me. I don't really like going back and watching matches, but yeah, it's my honorable mention. I think that they did great. That was probably one of the best no people matches that I've seen. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But for my number three, like my actual number three, it's Kagetsu and Mayu versus JK Green. Um, I had this at number one, but then I rethought it because I was like, eh, it was it was great, but maybe not the number one. I feel like I probably have um, tinted glasses on that one. But I really loved um, the supervillain and the superhero teaming up. And I love seeing JK Green again because I think that they always work well together. Um, it's impossible. Like, yeah, I just love that match. Um, I'm going to miss Kagetsu forever. And yeah, that was my number three. Okay. Um, my number three. Uh, let me just bring it up there. Uh, my number three is a recent match. It's uh, Leon versus Hanako Nakamori from Pure J. Um, to describe this match, basically, two women got in there and they beat the crap out of each other in an attempt to be the champion of the promotion. Um, it, it was a stiff match. There was a lot of no-sell spots that, were, that weren't that were overdone. They were just really cool. Uh, they just really went for it. And it was, it was 20-something minutes of just awesome action. And one of my favorite matches of the year, um, Hanako Nakamura is obviously just one of my favorite wrestlers going right now. So it's always cool to see her in there, but her and Leon have such great chemistry. Um that I just I just really enjoyed the match. Um like what I really love though was just the entire vibe of it. You know, I, I like the more unique Joshi or I like the more like entertaining style of wrestling that's a bit more off kilter, but at the end of the day, I really do just like two people getting in a ring and kicking each other in the face and punching each other. Like you can't beat that for me. So that is my third favorite match of the year. Um so yeah, Dylan, on to you, number two. Um, first I have a question. Where do you watch Pure J? Because I only watch like random like matches on like YouTube and stuff, but do they have like a, a place for it? Well they launched a uh Filmoy page a few months back, so they have their own VOD service now. Okay, cool. Uh yeah, I was just wondering because I really like them. I just you know don't really ha- go out of my way to like watch a lot, so it's like I'm lazy. That's quite frankly it. Um, but my number two is a personal favorite, probably because of the aesthetics around it. Was Arisa Hoshiki versus Utami Hashita, uh, back in January. Of course, the infamous um bloody Utami, while Arisa's smiling her ass off. Um. I love this match. It had so much like um like once once Utami started bleeding, it had so much venom to it that like even if like not all the the moves hit, not it wasn't the most spectacular match of all time. Uh I just loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um Utami Utami is really hit or miss, but when she hits, it hits. Like I think that she on her good days, she's amazing. On her bad days, she's pretty mid, admittedly. But I think that she really she really went out on this on this night and she killed it around this day because they have Corkins at like 11 a.m. But she really killed it at Jesus Christ. She really killed it and yeah, that's my that's my that's that's my number two. Fair enough. Um, my number two, and I think you'll approve of this, is Kagetsu versus Miko Satomura, which was Kagetsu's last ever match in a wrestling ring. Uh, this was just a great match. I mean, you had Miko taking on her student in a match that, you know, they have both become really adept at. It started slow. There was a lot of grappling. There was a lot of, you know, realistic submissions. And then when time came, they were just, you know, let's kick the shit out of each other. Let's throw bombs. Um, 
it was just a really great match for Kagetsu to go out on for me. Work rate wise, it was definitely a great match, but knowing that it was Kagetsu's last match and knowing that it was against her mentor just added so much to it for me. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is your number one. So <laughs> let's have it. What's your number one match of the year? My number one match of the year. Surprise to everybody. Saya Kamatani versus no, I'm kidding. It's Kigetsu and Miko. Like obviously, no, it's Tall Saya and Miko. Come on, Tall Saya, the one that I don't like that much. Yeah, no, um, it's Kigetsu and Miko. Obviously, I feel like, um, I feel like just personally, like you know, I I wrote like three articles about this match, and it's sort of is obvious that it's like this match is like. It's probably going to be. It's probably going to go down as like my holy grail of a match. Um, obviously, it's not the greatest match I've ever seen, but it's probably one of my favorites just because of knowing everything about it going into it and watching it, and then like feeling it. It really brought emotion out of me, which again is probably in part because Kagetsu is retiring, so it's like you know, um, I've cried a few times watching it, but. Yeah, it's it really it really hits. I think it's one of the it's my personal best match of the year. Um, I'm questionable of what you have that tops it, but yeah, it's just I don't know what more I can say other than like everybody should watch it. It's amazing. Um, Getsu is one of the greatest of all time, and she deserves everything. And yeah, and Miko did a great part in her spot. Um. Obviously, I wish Kagetsu could beat Miko because, um, you know, the story was that Kagetsu never beat Miko. And this time it was it wasn't for any any like clout, as we like to say, it was simply for her to feel like she wasn't always inferior and she lost. So she was always inferior and that sort of sucks. But I get it. You know, the story has to get, has to end and you can't always end on top. So, yeah. Great match. Love that match. Uh, many a tears have been shed to that match. So yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, I, I back that up 100%. It's a, it's a great match. Um, my number one, and you should probably know what it is given my inherent bias towards the girl with the red hair, is Takumi Roha versus Mayu Iwatani from February. I can't see anything beating this from a match of the year. Like, this was just Takumi at her absolute best. Like, she was just kicking the shit out of Mayu. She was throwing her strikes. She wasn't selling a thing. She was just so charismatic. She was like, you are not doing anything. You are not phasing me. And Mayu's comebacks were just so great because she just she had to give absolutely everything just to get any sort of momentum against Takumi. And, you know, like, it, it told a story in the ring while also keeping the action up. And, I mean, they just... There were some hellacious bumps, too. Like, I will never forget that. Takumi, just the deadlift German suplex, where she picks Mayu's dead body off the ground and drops her on her head. It's just... Oh, man. It's an, it's an amazing match. I watch it, like, every every month, at least. And it just... It always holds up. It's always just such a joy to watch. And to me, it's like Takumi at the peak of her powers. Um, So... Yeah, like given given my bias, this is always going to be number one. But I think you can probably agree, though, it is just in itself a really great match. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't watched it in a while. I have to go back and watch it again because I remember when I watched it the first time. I I like recognized that it was a good match, but I don't think I was like like some days I'm not feeling wrestling. You know, like I don't feel like watching it. But I, so I feel like I watched it on a day that I didn't feel like re- watching wrestling, and I recognize that it's like wow, this is really good. But at the same time, I was just sort of like, it's, it's, uh, you know, I just wasn't really feeling it. So I do have to watch it again because I remember it being really good. But yeah, I understand that pick 100%. Um, Takumi does go hard. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, not the biggest Marvelous stan like you are, but, you know, you got to recognize that Takumi is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, both of our biases were on display for the match of the year anyway. Um... Let's move to a, another topic. Uh, so this is, we both have one choice here. It's moment of the year. Um, so mine is another recent example. It was uh, Suzu Suzuki winning the Ice X Infinity Championship at the final ever 
Ice Ribbon Yokohama Buntai show from Mayuki. Um, I'm not the biggest Ice Ribbon fan in the world. I do keep up with it. But, like, seeing this, you know, 17-year-old, you know, have this, you know, amazing dramatic match and then stand there in, you know, one of the bigger Joshi venues that people run, her, you know, in tears after winning the belt being one of the last images people will see in that venue was just a really cool moment. And I feel like in that moment, you knew Suzuki is going to be a big star for Ice Ribbon for many years to come. Um, and so, yeah, like, even... Like, I can imagine how hard this hit if you were a big Ice Ribbon fan. But even as a more casual viewer, like, I've I've seen the journey Susie went on. I've always really liked her. And to see her, you know, win the belt and, you you know, you knew it meant so much to her was just one of the best moments uh, in wrestling this year. In a pretty shitty year for wrestling. So, yeah, it's it was nice to kind of feel a bit emotional about wrestling again. Uh, Dylan, what's what's yours? Uh yeah, I, I I enjoy the I enjoy Suzuki. I don't watch Ice Ribbon like anywhere near as much as I should, but she always interested me. Um, my moment of the year is more of a sad one. I enjoyed it, but it was sad as hell, especially now. Um, it was Kagetsu and Hana teaming up for the last time. Um, and Hana dyed her hair and came out in the kimono, and you know they just vibed and they wrestled, and it was just like that. It was actually the same match that um, Saki Kashima betrayed um, Stars, but that was separate. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just I remember watching it for the first time and seeing Hana come out in like the kimono and everything, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is happening!" I'm uh, I can't. Oh my god! And it, it's just and to this day, it's still one of my favorite like pictures of you know her and her and Kagetsu. Um, you know, doing the pose and everything, and um, then her calling her a dog, and then them hugging, and it was like all that entire that entire thing. Um, like I said, Kagetsu's retirement road was one hell of a roller coaster of emotions and a roller coaster of amazing matches too. So it's like I don't think anything's gonna top that for me. Um, cause that that shit. Oh my god, it it hurts. It hurts, but it feels good because I just love watching it. Like I've watched it so many times now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's uh a throwback to the the old away to tie. Um was definitely a nostalgic trip. Um it's very bittersweet plus, moment but, now. But plus um for for background, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. Basically, first time I ever watched any Joshi at all was um Away to tie in Ring of Honor. So it was Kagetsu and Hana versus somebody um and i was like oh my god hannah's like incredible i was like oh my god she's originally i was like oh my god she's beautiful and then i watched both of them and i was like oh my god they're amazing so then i started watching stardom and you know so um hannah and getsu were like my og like joshi wrestlers and then hannah turned on oedo tai and i sort of just continued watching oedo tai mostly i continued like supporting oedo tai so um yeah, Hana can get to have a very, very sentimental place in my heart. Um and yeah. So it I don't think that's gonna be topped for like a while for like years of like favorite moments in wrestling because that just it hits so hard, bro. But yeah. Next topic. Um so the next topic is most improved wrestler. Um who who would you say is the most improved wrestler of the year? Uh Julia. Um I feel like she's pretty mid for the first bit and I feel like her recent matches have been really good. Um and then you look at like her she posted a progression pic of like just her um her her body, like her um her muscles. I don't know how to say that without sounding weird, but and it's like you could tell that she's been putting a lot of work in um, she's still not my favorite. She still has pretty mid matches sometimes, but I think that she's consistently at a better rate than she was when we started the year. Um, I could have put like you know Tosaya or Micah or um Saida even maybe not Saida because I feel like she's sort of been stagnant this year. But um, you know I could have put I could have put a lot of people in this, but I feel like Julia definitely 
filled her boots, you know, filled the shoes that she had to. And I think that she's definitely improved since the beginning of the year. Yeah, Judy is actually um, an interesting choice. I went a bit more basic. Um, I have another Donna Del Mondo member. I have Micah. Because um, I, I didn't used to get Micah. I saw a lot of praise for her, and I kind of thought, you know, she's okay. But I think as the year has gone on, she's really discovered herself as a performer to the point that I really look forward to seeing her matches, like two matches with Momo and the triple threat match where she won the future stardom title were both really good matches that I don't think she would have been capable of having in January. So I went with her. I, I was also going to give a shout out to Tomoka Inaba. She's from Just Tap Out as well. Um, she actually beat Micah in Micah's last JTO match and she she's a kick queen. So, I mean, I feel like people are going to know her name sooner rather than later. She's also improved a lot this year. So, you know, her kicks have got a lot more, um, there's a lot, how do I put it? Like, everything about her is just a bit more tight than it was. Like, her kicks, they hit, they connect really well. Um, she's improved her moveset. She's really kind of coming into her own as a wrestler as well. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Inaba. But I definitely think Micah is probably my most improved, just because she has found herself as a performer. And I'm at the point now where I actively look forward to watching her matches on shows. Um, but yeah, yeah so to um, take take say what you will about Taka Mishinoku, but he knows how to teach wrestlers. You know, like he's he's a great trainer. Like that's that's one thing that you can't take away from him is that he's an absurdly good trainer. Um, much like my favorite wrestler Kagetsu, I have to mention her as many times as possible. Um, yeah, Taka does really well with training wrestlers. Um, I do think Micah is definitely, in my discussion, like I said, the most improved. I just, you know, I feel like the the improvement for Micah was that, like, oh, she was a good green wrestler, and now she's a good not green wrestler. And compared to Julia, it was, I am not interested in this person at all, and she's she's pretty bad, she's pretty mid, in my opinion, to, mm-hmm. oh, she's she's pretty good. You know, so I feel like that gap for me, that stretch, was a lot bigger than what Micah did. But I definitely do think that Micah's at a point that she's doing incredibly well. And she is, yeah, she's definitely improved over the months. Um, I could also add in Azumi, because I feel like Azumi improves every week. Um, You know, she'll have like a back, a down week every once in a while, and then she'll come back with one of, you know, the best matches she's ever had. So I feel like... Um, Azumi is kind of an honorable mention, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's like it's different, like um, different measurements, you know, because Azumi's been most improved over the past fucking six years. Um, so, but yeah, I I agree with you on Micah. Yeah, I thought, I thought she'd be a pretty popular pick anyway. Um, let's move on to this one was a hard one. Uh, tag team of the year basically like tag team wrestling in Joshi it's you know Sendai Girls does it really well I feel like Seedling does a good job of it and I think Tokyo Joshi Pro is probably the main place you'd get good solid like actual tag teams um but I don't think either of us watch TJPW religiously and then I mean Seedling and Sendai Girls just haven't run for a lot of the year so I first proposed this and it ended up becoming really hard to the point that one of my teams has had one tag match this year, but I felt like I'd put them on to pop Dylan. So <laughs> uh, my number three tag team of the year is Azumi and Kagetsu. I adored them yeah. together. They just worked so well together. And you could tell Kagetsu was so happy to be working with Azumi finally. Um, so that match just filled me with joy. And I mean, they did work well in the match together, I thought. Um. yeah but like obviously come the year end they won't be on here but I thought I might as well pop Dylan and put them up my number three that's fair uh, what's yeah. your number three there Um, I'm just going to give my whole list because I did not I, I genuinely could not think of any Um, but yeah like if I was if I was going like off that base I would probably put Kagetsu and Azumi JK Green and um my number one, because I literally put Kyonami and the rest of 
like other wrestlers because I, I think um Kiona and Konami were just the only like viable pick for this year um Dream Shine they didn't have any matches that I remember um this year um but they like I feel like if we included the last two months of last year there would be so many good like possibilities because like um you know not to not to give them too much praise but b and jamie had a really good um goddesses um tournament run where they beat everybody but they had a couple good matches you know so if we and you know kagetsu and hazuki like it it really tag team wrestling has been down this year like it's been or riho and and kid like literally there has been no tag teams this year <laughs> so it was sort of hard um so yeah i just have um kiona and konami because i feel like they've been the only consistent good tag team um utami and saya are still growing on me as a team um i i don't know about them like just like as a duo i think they're good but i don't know so yeah um sort of a cop out but my only answer was kiona and konami personally so you can go through the rest of yours yeah that's fair like because i i put forward this category thinking it'd be a lot easier than it would be but as i was researching i was like shit like the main tag team based promotions don't really didn't really run this year um despite that though i have the drop kickers at number two for any that don't know that's the team of sakasa fujimoto and scucci they go hard like they hit people really hard a lot and there's a lot of chaotic energy to them uh they've had they were uh ice ribbon tag champions for like most of the year i think they just dropped them there at the yokohama buntai show but like even the match where they dropped them was really good and whenever even they're in like six person tag matches on the same team they really stand out so for me the drop kickers you just can't not have them here they're always so good no matter who they're against, and they're really one of the highlights of Ice Ribbon for me. Um, my number one, it's it's another bit of bias coming in, but it's uh, the team of Aimanji, which is Manami Katsu and Mari Manji from Pure J. They just kick ass. Like they, like I've only started to see them a lot recently, but just all of their tag matches are so good. You know, they both work really well together. They're both really hard hitting people, uh, performers, and I just think like they're one of the best tag teams going right now so they're my number one just because there's sheer consistency and how good they are um i think by the year end this will maybe change a lot i mean sendai girls is back running now so you have the more regular tag teams like the Rewa ultimate powers and team 200 kg is running again uh seedling is running again so you have uh Hiroyo and yoshiko are gonna start teaming again but for now, that's my top three. Um, Stan, Imanji, they're pretty. They're pretty good. Uh, Stan, everybody, really. That's that's my motto. Um, Stan Joshi wrestling. Stan Joshi, yeah, because Joshi, Joshi fucks, man. It, it fucks. Um, it really does. It really don't does. Don't be a creep. Uh, just don't be a creep, and Please. you're good. <laughs> um, on to the next one. Uh, best promo. So Dylan, what was your favorite promo of this year? Um, I asked you before this, and um, basically you said that it's about singular promos. But I want to mention an honorable mention for like my personal favorite like promo in general. Um, or promo person is <clears throat> is Konami. I think she's been killing it all year. But the best singular promo is probably Mayu and Kagetsu talking about their dogs because that that was great um they did a pre-tape and they're like yeah we've we we have we have met to discuss this match and it involved our dogs pokey and penta and they hung out and now we're best friends and that was the that was that was the resolution to their four-year-long feud it was our friend our dogs like each other so now we're homies and i love it um yeah as as like i said that match has a lot of like sentimental value to me um, so I, I, yeah, I love that pre-match before it. Um, another honorable mention is Micah talking about her nephew's birthday and being like, I'm a beater ass for my nephew. And I was like, okay, damn. And yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. 
So yeah. Yeah, I I respect the choice there, because uh, I mean, Pochi Watani is everybody's child. Um, they they are the universe's child, and they must be protected at all costs. So I'm glad to see their inclusion in our awards. Um, my choice for best promo is uh, the promo Himika cut after beating Julia. Uh, this was just, this was brilliant. Like, she was just such a bitch. She was like, yeah, I won. I won, guys. Like, oh, we all won. Everybody in Don and Del Mondo won. Oh, so, oh, sorry, Julia. Sorry. And Julia's just off to the side, glaring at them because she lost. I just, that promo will never fail to put a smile on my face. Like, it was so good. I think Himika showed a lot of, like, personality with it as well because like so far she'd just kind of been tall girl who says she's cute and kind of just makes faces but there you know here you just saw oh she she's got like she's got game she can talk smack um yeah to me that's that's probably my favorite promo of the year um you know i'm i'm shocked i didn't even think of that one because that's when i started simping for jumbo so you would think that i would be like oh my god that but yeah i didn't even think of that that's a good that's a good it's a good shout. Um, I mean, are you yeah. really a simp if you don't remember her best promo ever? Man, shut up! You don't gotta like. You don't gotta call me out like that. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Like, as the number one Julia stan, I would never forget her best promos. That's all, you know. Maybe it's a better stan. <laughs> our next, uh, our next category is. A match that you loved but wouldn't recommend to anybody else. So it's kind of like a guilty pleasure match, I guess. Um, although guilty pleasure always makes things sound weirder than they are. But mine is mine's chaotic. Mine is in on January twelfth. Sendai girls had a battle royal, and Sakura Hirota cosplayed as Miko Satomura. Okay, and this shit is iconic. I I I like. I swear to you, it is the best thing you will ever see. Sakura eliminate somebody by coughing at them <laughs> and it's just the funniest <laughs> shit because kaoru is great. up on the ropes getting ready to hit her with a board and she just coughs in her direction and she just falls off the rope and gets eliminated it's so good that's wonderful uh, that's wonderful and just the, the whole match is that kind of chaotic energy with with sakura really being peak sakura hirota if anybody's ever seen a sakura hirota match they know she's the best comedy wrestler of all time like she's just so funny um and here her cosplaying miku satamora and badly imitating some of her moves held this battle royal together so well but i think everybody else played their parts really well you know like you had like mikoto shindo off to the corner who like she's like still at that point was in her like rookie gear and she got to like the top three because she would just stand in the corner being like what the fuck are you people doing <laughs> and just like nobody eliminated her because she was just like what are you people doing um just the whole match was amazing. And so, yeah, Sakura Hirota is a queen. Um, like, I, I wouldn't tell people to watch this if they were like, yo, like, what Joshi matches should I watch? I wouldn't send them this. But, I, like, I love this match regardless. And it is available on YouTube if you want to watch it. Like, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's just chaotic energy altogether. Um, but that's, that's my pick. What about you, Dylan? Um, I have a few possible picks depending on how I like interpreted this this um award. Um, so first I was like um Queen's Quest versus DDM thirty minute draw because I was like that match was good in my opinion, but I wouldn't watch it again, and I do not recommend anybody else watch it because it is thirty minutes, and that's a lot of Joshi wrestling. Like um, obviously me and Alex talked about this um a little bit more on Victory Through Guts than on here, but the perfect wrestling match for Joshi wrestlers is 11 minutes, and this is three times that. So that's very fucking long. Um, it was good, but it was just... It was long. Um, so that's that was one of my... That was one of my opinions on it. Uh, the second one was probably... Because I have to get Kagetsu in there somehow. was probably Kagetsu versus Tam. Because... Like, I recognize that it wasn't the greatest match this year. I recognize that it wasn't, like, the most amazing. But, again, personal pick that's just, like, Kagetsu and Tam have been so important to one another um, that I'm just like, yeah, there's that. Then 
my third one, which I would recommend, but is sort of akin to yours, is the No People Gate um, Battle Royal. Because Super Strong Saiya Machine, um, or Super Strong Starlight, or Stardom Machine, um, that was just, I, that's, I love that running joke. Um, so yeah, probably it would end up being Kagetsu and Tam, like, because that's probably my favorite of the three, but depending on which way you interpret this question, um, yeah, Kagetsu and Tam is probably my favorite unrecommendable match because it's not necessarily that amazing. It's just like, like you said, a guilty pleasure. That's fair. I, I do remember that Battle Royal and it was, it was pretty good. Um, cause I mean, they got Momo Nakanishi in there, which is always cool as shit cause Momo goes hard. I love Momo. Um, I think we're on to our last category now. Um, mm-hmm. So the final one is promotion of the year. We're going to give our top three picks. Uh, do you want to kick us off there? Um, I was having a hard time with number three because I only watch like four promotions and not even that consistently. Um, New Japan so is in your I... top three. You're getting kicked off, by the way. Oh, no, I, I did Joshi promotions. If If... If we could do if we could do male promotions, I think AEW might be in there, and that's you can kill me right now for it. But um, any show with Eddie Kingston on it is is top three for me. But no, for Joshi promotions, um, I put TJPW, which is very interchangeable with any other promotion that I've watched like two shows of, because it's like um, like I like I know that you have your fair share of opinions, but like um, Yamashita. I love her. Um, Masayo, I love her. Um, Yuka Sakazaki, obviously, I love her. Um, Maki Ito. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not my favorite promotion because of the matches, but because I enjoy the characters so much. I feel like it, you know, this is a personal take. I feel like it has the stardom effect of where it's like you enjoy the characters and the wrestlers themselves. Whereas um, the matches in TJPW aren't necessarily as work rate-y. You know, they aren't necessarily as, like, big fight feel type. Um, but I still enjoy them. Like, just, like, I enjoy I enjoy the wrestlers more than I enjoy the wrestling, if that makes sense. So, plus I don't watch a lot of Joshi companies, so that was, that was my reasoning for that. Um, you know, that's fair. Um, I think you made a few good points about TJPW. I've only started to watch it properly recently for princess cup but i mean i understand what you mean by like you get attached to the characters more than the performers because like my takeaway from watching it was palm harajuku is my absolute favorite because she works the shin i think that's just so uniquely weird that i i just it's really endearing to me um aside from her like there are some good workers like i think uh mizuki is her name like I think she's pretty good. Um, I do, I do get what you mean that like you kind of have to be attracted to the characters more than the wrestling. Um, and it, it's kind of got something like that for everybody because there are like just a lot of really cool characters. So I, I respect it as number three. It's not on mine, but I kind of I get it. Uh, my number three is Pure J. I know I've waxed lyrical a lot about Pure J, but they, I mean, they only opened their VOD recently. So I've seen like maybe a month's worth of shows and then whatever sporadic YouTube stuff we were getting earlier in the year. So I couldn't justify putting them higher. But the more I see from them, the more I realize they're one of my favorite promotions going right now. Like I love, you know, I love Nakamori. I love Leon. They use Rina Yamashita, which is always cool. Uh, they've got a really good crop of talent there. Like uh, Kreia is one of the next big things in Joshi. Akari is really good. Like To me, it's just a really good promotion that is quickly becoming one of my absolute favorites in the scene. So because of how little I've seen of them, I can't put them any higher. But I definitely think they deserve the top three spot. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any comments on that. If you want to just go straight to your number two. Uh yeah, you know, um Pure J is the descendant kind of of JWP. So I do gotta respect it regardless because I think JWP is one of the greatest companies of all time. Um not better than AJW, 
mind you. We've had this argument before. But I think JWP deserves some love. And I think Pure J is carrying on the name. It's it's very good from what I've seen. Like I said, I don't go on my way to watch a lot of other wrestling simply because I am lazy. But I think that everything I've seen from them is definitely very, very good. Um, my number two is actually Stardom. Um, this is my my list is very normy. I recognize, but my number two is Stardom because it really is just the it's the New Japan. You know what I mean? It's the it's the overarching like just the you know it's like it's always there in Joshi. It's the you know I don't want to say most important because it's not the most important, but it's the most talked about. It's the most this, the most that, and it's not bad. I really enjoy it. Obviously, we're doing a podcast about it. Um, it's consistent. I, you know, I don't want to compliment Rossi too much or The Road, but yeah, I just think Stardom's number two, which is probably weird that it's not number one, but it's also weird that it isn't lower. Um, so yeah, I think it's perfect at number two for me because it's Stardom. Like, there's not much else to say. Yeah, no, like, I, th- I feel like Stardom, even not their worst are going to be really good because they've just got such a collection of talents that it's hard for them to be bad. Um, They're not in my top three, probably just because they haven't run as much as they normally would and we've missed out on some really good matches. I personally think the in-ring product is weaker without Hana, Narisa, and Kagetsu. But I definitely and understand Hizuki. them. And Hizuki. Um, But I definitely understand them at number two. Like, they're a good promotion there's so much talent there that it's hard for them to be bad but like it's definitely far from perfect um my number two then is sendai girls i gotta show a lot of love to sendai girls i really like the promotion i feel like all of their shows are such an easy watch like they they just fly by because they're usually only like five matches and there's often a lot of variety there like usually Second or third on the card, you'll have a Sakura Hirota comedy match. I love comedy in the undercards. I think it breaks everything up. And they also use some really talented freelancers on their undercards. And that just allows them to have these really killer main events where you'll have like a six-person tag match and it'll be like Roya Matsumoto and Shihiro Hashimoto with some rookie against like Dash Shizako and Miko and some other rookie. You have four of the most talented people in Joshi in the one ring there they're just always killer so to me like a promotion that's delivered so many high-end matches so many entertaining matches it just has to be my number two um and it'd probably be my number one if it wasn't for our big break that they took because they i mean they stopped running in april and they only started running again in august which is a lot more than a lot of promotions took i feel you i feel you um yeah i feel like a lot of a lot of these, this list is affected by Corona because, you know, like of how long the breaks were, a lot, how long this and that were. Um, going into, you know, my, my number one, it, it is not affected by Corona at all. Actually, it is. It's improved because of Corona. Um, I have Gato Move or Chocopro as my number one because they have been consistent throughout the pandemic. And I feel like that's something that most of the companies, well, basically any company hasn't done, is that they have delivered great um, web-based shows where, you know, um, they're really they're really focused on, like, it's not a no-people show because there are people at home watching us, and they are really good at working to the international online crowd. You know what I mean? Like, they, like they changed it up to the point where it's like it was so easily digestible which was they were the first to do that with no people wrestling and they probably did it the best with no people wrestling in general so i think that obviously i don't have a lot of you know got to move representation on the rest of this of this awards list but i think that they definitely deserve the top spot for promotions just because i think that they um just for a matter of consistency you know like they they ran all throughout the the pandemic and they were consistently enjoyable all throughout the pandemic so i have to i have to give respect where it's due i enjoy basically every got move match i watch um yeah it fucks 
you are not going to believe this, but my number one is also Gata Move slash Chaka Pro. Hey. <laughs> like for a lot of the same reasons as well. Like they they ran throughout the the pandemic. You know, they, they changed things up and as always they innovated, which is one of the things I love the most about Gato Move is that they're always changing, they're always coming up with new ideas. And you know, they, they ran these shows that started off as kind of just spot shows, but then, you know, as the episodes went on, they you know, they started to weave in storylines, they started to use freelancers. They've just been delivering like really fun, consistent shows. Like as you said, like they're not anywhere else on this awards list because they aren't going to put on a match of the year they aren't going to have one of the top three wrestlers of the year they're consistently one of the most fun and enjoyable promotions to watch like lulu pencil i will watch lulu pencil over absolutely almost any other wrestler going today mace ruga is the same i love watching mace ruga um yuna mizumori is the same like she she absolutely delivers so many great matches um it's just a really really good promotion with so much talent and with Emmy at the helm, they're always coming up with new ideas. It's just really fun to see where they go next. So definitely agree. Chaka Pro, Gata Move. It's the promotion of the year quite easily just because of how yeah. good and entertaining they've been all year. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, anybody listening, I definitely recommend the next Chaka Pro match, which is basically they hold it like every other day, basically. Um, you know, it's probably less than that, but it feels like they're always they're always doing something. But yeah, I feel like um, a sp- one thing that is very very you know great of them is that it's like I wasn't that big on Gato Move, um, when everybody else was, you know, like with the crowd and like with the, the in the the little the little box underneath the dentist, you know, like I I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of them with fans there like i it just like was a weird like integration for me and i was just like i i just like didn't really get it but since they've gone to no fans they've been doing what they've been doing with joker pro i feel like i have is clicked for me and i was like this is amazing i love this i can watch this every day i can watch this constantly like it's just so good it is so good i recommend anybody anybody who hasn't seen it um or hasn't seen it in a while watch got to move also um you said that they probably won't have a match of the year um may versus kagetsu was i just have to I, i'm just mentioning kagetsu as many times as I, I feel as like possible, of all the got to move matches but... one of the lower <laughs> down the list like i think yeah so, yeah, like, yeah M- i know but Emmy and yuna had a really great match it was like a 30 minute iron man match or something i'd put above that but you know yeah you get your Kigetsu Aki's love been doing there. really good too you know, yes he's um, yeah he kicks ass like yeah it's just brooks chris brooks has been you know like it's just um i feel like everybody i feel like you can tell everybody has a good time when they're wrestling and got to move and that's a big part of it is that just like you could tell that it's like it's a um enjoyable atmosphere and it's enjoyable to watch you know what i mean like it's just it's great um so yeah got to move far and away the number one it was very hard for me to figure out the promotions of the year because it's like like I said, I watch, I watch Chocopro and I watch Stardom and I watch Old Joshi and I watch AEW sometimes. That's pretty much it. New Japan on occasion. Like I like I feel like I watch very like sporadic things, and the only things I consistently watch are Stardom and Chocopro and Eddie Kingston on AEW. So that's what I, yeah, that's my opinion. Dogs are big fans of Gato Move, as you can tell, or Eddie Kingston, because they really perked up when Eddie Kingston came up. Which is fair. Eddie Kingston rules. He's uh he's pretty cool. Eddie Kingston for Ichigaya Chocolate Square, though. Let's let's make that happen. I feel like he'd have a killer match with like Lulu Pencil. That'd be that's my new dream match. Is Lulu okay, that's Eddie true. Kingston. That's true. But let's let's. I just want to talk about Piro for like a half a minute. Um, the idea of Junakiyama versus Eddie Kingston is so amazing. Like, oh my god, I want to see that match and it's so possible because DDT and AEW and like, that's that's my entirety of my Puro slash Western talk for the episode. But man, I want to see that match. And yeah. Eddie Kingston rules. 
Yeah, no, uh, even even though he's not Joshi, and I usually hate men's wrestling, uh, Eddie Kingston is pretty cool. Love that guy. Um, you do, you do. Uh, we've blown through everything a bit quicker than I'd expected. Um, but, I mean, I don't mind finishing it up. I don't think there's anything else to talk about regarding stardom, or even Joshi, because I don't really want to start becoming a podcast where we talk about seedling for one episode. Yeah, let's let's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really weird time for wrestling. I feel like you know that's a cliche at this point, but it's like uh, one thing that's really weird about Joshi wrestling right now is the lack of tag teams. Um, like you look at the past, and it's like tag teams have always been a fundamental part of Joshi wrestling, and recently they just haven't been. You know, like, um, especially with the retirements of Riso Shiki, um, both members of Team Moon, you know, like, uh, yeah, that that that's one of my favorite tag teams of all time is um, Kigetsu and Hazuki, um, Team Moon, as as they are effectively called. Um, it's really weird without any true tag teams. You know, even Saeeda and Sai Kamatani broke up, and now it's Utami and Kamatani, and I'm not really hot on them as a tag team. So it's it's a really weird time, and now they're looking like they might break up Konami and Kiona for no reason. Like, it's just, it's... I feel like the tag team thing is, and we've talked about this before, um, the tag team thing is the most frustrating thing, is that there's not a lot of killer tag teams in Joshi right now. There's not a lot of killer tag teams in wrestling right now, and I feel like tag team wrestling should be the focal point of more than it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, tag team wrestling has always been pretty big, especially in Joshi, as you said. Like, people will always remember Manami Toyota and Toshi Yamada as a tag team. Um, Bull Nakano, some of her most memorable matches are when she was teaming with Aja Kong. Um, I think the biggest issue with Joshi tag teams now is that I feel like a lot of the factions in Stardom have shifted, and because of COVID, they haven't had time to put together tag teams. Like, I think... Without the break, Donna Del Mondo would have had Siri and Hamika become a tag team. Would have seen Saya and Utami gel together a lot more. Probably would have seen Oedo Tai continue with B and Jamie as their tag team. Um, obviously, Stars, they couldn't have foresaw what would happen with Arisa. Um, so I feel like I, I can understand why there's not a lot of tag teams in stardom right now. And... A lot of the other promotions, as I said, that heavily feature tag teams just haven't been running. So I think towards the end of the year, if we do this again, we'll have a lot more tag teams in contention because there'll be more that have come together. I think we've just caught wrestling at a weird time where we haven't been able to put together tag teams that have made an impact because of just various factors. That's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, hopefully by the end of the year, there's some more good tag team matches um as i'm sure anybody could tell i really miss kagetsu um yeah i feel like that's just been this entire episode is me missing kagetsu and talking about chocopro and a little bit of eddie kingston and it's it's really been all over the place my dogs are not a big fan of podcasts evidently so yeah um more tag team wrestling in joshi I want it. I can't wait for Medusa Complex to go back to Sendai because they fuck, bro. And yeah, the Medusa Complex like, are really good. Like, um, I know we're just sort of like dragging this out for no reason, but I feel like I feel like they are, and this sounds really this might be like a bad take. I mean, it's true, but it might be like a bad take the way I'm saying it, is that they are the better version of Jamie and B, you know what I mean? Where it's like Jamie and B had a really good like um goddess final last year, and I feel like that match was basically what Medusa Complex can do on like their lower days, you know what I mean? And it's like they just uh, I can't say enough about Charlie and Millie. I feel like they go crazy, and I can't wait until they can come back to Japan. And yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah, no, I agree definitely. I um like I've 
been like I've known about Millie for a while, obviously because she would have came up in the UK scene, which is just across, you know, just near enough to me. And I definitely didn't get her for a while. Like I was kind of like, I mean, she's all right, but I didn't think she was that great a wrestler. But a tour of Sendai Girls along with Charlie, she just became a complete wrestler, and Charlie improved so much as well. Uh, you know, I would if Sendai Girls wanted to make the two of them permanent roster members, I don't think anyone would complain because can have those kind of high-paced, hard-hitting tag matches that Sender Girls is on regularly. Um, yeah, I definitely think they're a good tag team. They're really good together. And being in Japan is good for both of them, to be honest, because they've improved a lot over there. Unlike being Jamie, who seems to just stagnate and kind of try and bring their more British style to Japan it just doesn't seem to be working. I know B isn't from Britain, but that's kind of where she wrestled for the majority of her career before Japan. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't know she wasn't from Britain. I just assumed that she was. And I was like, oh, there's more to it, I guess. And I, yeah, that's pretty much my entire opinion on that. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, we don't, like, B is, like, B isn't really needed as a talking point. Like, she's an okay wrestler and a horrible person, seemingly. There's no point in sticking She around. has. She has. A Medusa complex. 1990 Medusa, who for some reason was just really bad. And it's like, how are you like not amazing? Like you've been, but yeah. So um, B has a Medusa complex. Medusa complex is a great tag team. Don't get vocabulary mixed up, boys. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's time to take it home, Alex. Yeah, so um, thanks for listening to episode two. Um, we were kind of blindsided by the show cancellations, but I hope we put something together that you'll all enjoy. Um, this is this is kind of what I wanted, though. I wanted the podcast to be less than an hour, so I'm I'm okay with this. Um, I will have to cut out the part where you said that Jungle Kiona is worse than Sonata. So can we stop? That'll take time. <laughs> that'll take Please. time. Okay, I'll I thought take we were done. I'm eating. I'll, I'll take the heat for the, this time. Um, edit out the bit where I said that Sonata is a better wrestler than Jungle Kiona because I don't really want people hunting me down. Oshi Twitter would send Ian to find me and behead me. Um, so with that, I hope you all enjoyed episode two. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be back to normal next week and there will be no talk of decapitations. Uh, Ijo.